0: This is Doc's Cost, episode 24. 24 is super easy. There's only one. It's Say Hey, Willie Mays, number 24. What a great number. we got a good show for you today. I'm actually answering a question that was posed. I put an answer up for. And stick around at the end, and I'm going to give you the calculation again that you need to know that gets you the information on HSA Tax Advantage, okay? So stick around at the end. Here we go, Morgan. My mission is simple, to get you 100% covered. I'm Scott Dowling. I've got over three decades of insurance knowledge and experience to share with you. I don't work for the insurance company and am beholden to no one. I'm here to make healthcare transparent for all of us. There's an affordable insurance plan out there someplace, and I promise to help you find it. Doc's Cost starts now. Hey, hey. What an absolutely lousy day in Chicago. Uh, Back in Chicago for a little while, got back from Florida, went through graduation with number two child, and uh, then we took a little family vacay uh, for a few weeks, that's why we had the reprise encore presentations the last couple of weeks and now back in Chicago and when I went out this morning along the lakefront it was uh, very windy about 27 miles per hour from the northeast waves crashing over the top of the concrete on the lakefront uh, windy and wet and about 48 degrees so uh, it's great to be back in Chicago. Uh, Today we are going to talk about uh, a an answer to a question on a traditional PPO plan versus a high deductible health plan with a health savings account. I was going to do something completely different, and when I saw the question posed, I figured now nah, I got to tackle this because most people still they may know about health savings accounts, but they don't know how they work. They don't know the rules to the health savings accounts. they don't know the limits. They don't know what they can and can't do. They're a little bit confused. And the question that was posed kind of illustrates that. And my answer hopefully gives some, sheds some light on what, uh, what to do, how to approach it. Um, but it's a process. And um, we're going to keep working on health savings accounts. Hopefully we're going to have a class on health savings accounts coming up in the fall. Um, but uh, in any event, we're going to tackle that. If you want to reach us, you can find us at Cost. Uh, on Twitter, at DoxCost, D-O-X-C-O-S-T. You can find us on the web at DoxCost.com. So let's get into it. Okay, so let me set up the scenario for this so you understand where the question's coming from in context. I've got a husband and wife. They each have a high-deductible health plan that is eligible for a health savings account. And they're married, but they've got Uh, employer-sponsored insurance from each of their employers. Um, Without knowing what the plans are and what the rates are, it's described as having, uh, he says, they've both got HSAs and they are considering to uh, start a family. And uh, the question is, would it be wise for her to change her insurance to the standard PPO plan, and keep mine on an HSA account. Uh, Further goes on to explain that uh, his income is higher, and he maxes out his HSA within a couple of months of the year. She makes a bit less than he does, and takes her the entire year to max out her HSA. And, And he explains, my thought is to have her get the standard PPO, and then pay for any expenses with my HSA. So there's a lot of confusion going on right there. Um, And we're going to take some time to unwind that and then explain what the strategy should be and what they can do going forward. Um, And the idea is to get 100% covered and to do it at the lowest cost possible. So let's break it down. The first part of confusion is a PPO. A PPO is a network that has to do with the doctors and hospitals, providers, and the costs associated with uh, the, the claims that the insurance company would pay on your behalf. A PPO can be associated with a high deductible health plan as well. The difference between a traditional PPO plan, if you want to call it that for a label, is that it's got coinsurance and co payments. A high deductible health plan can have coinsurance but it cannot have copayments. That's one of the structures that the IRS set up is there's no copayments. But a high-deductible health plan can have preventative care included in it, which is well visits for um, for traditional um, uh, physicals and mammograms and pap smears and PSA tests and all that, that can be included with a high-deductible health plan. A $20 office visit or a, a 15 or $20 prescription copayment cannot. That's the difference. But a PPO plan, a preferred provider organization, can be ascribed to a high-deductible health plan just as easily as it can be to a traditional plan. But it's not a traditional PPO plan versus a high deductible health plan. It's not in a the PPO. They're both in a PPO. They can be. They can even be in an HMO situation too, but that's not what we're talking about here. But that's a possibility. So that's the first point of confusion. The second point of confusion I would point out is that the spouse has a plan and the husband has a plan. And they've probably had their own plans from their employer and they've kept them they should probably think about finding out which one is better to have between the uh, wife's program or the husband's program, how much does the employer contribute for their premium, how much does their premium cost, what are the benefits, and then make a determination as to be either a, uh, a family, if they're going to start a family, or at least an employee and spouse on one plan and not have two separate plans. The next point of confusion is, that the husband says, would it be better for my wife to be on a traditional PPO plan and for me to cover the deductible and the co-insurance out of my HSA? Well, you can't do that. You can only use the HSA with an eligible high deductible health plan. So the only expenses that he could Use the HSA for are those that are attributable to his policy, not to his wife's. And if his wife now has a child and the child is on her plan, they can't use the HSA for the wife or the child. So that's another point of confusion. The next point of confusion is his comment about I can fill my HSA up faster then my wife can fill hers up because I make more and I can fill it up in a few months and it takes her the entire year to fill it up. Well, you can fill it up immediately if you want to. And that's what I suggest is you want to be covered at the beginning of the year on January 1st to get 100% covered. You want to have your maximum out-of-pocket cost covered at 100% and that's all and make sure that that 100% of your out-of-pocket maximum is in your health savings account on January 1st. You need to do some calculating, but you need to have that covered on January 1st. You can get a high deductible health plan that's eligible for an HSA for as little as $1400 as far as the deductible, that is the smallest deductible allowed in 2021. And it's 2800 for a employee and spouse, employee and child, or a family. Those are not high deductibles in the sense of they're not 8000 or $10,000. They're not 500 either, but the $500 deductible went away a long time ago and you're paying for it in premiums, but we're not going to go there. Just know that a high-deductible health plan can be as little as $1,400, and you need that in your account on January 1st. So filling it up over the course of the year leaves you a big hole. If you have zero on January 1st and you're trying to do a payroll deduct, that's a good idea, but if you have a $1,400 deductible, you want to have $1,400 in your health savings account on January 1st. Now, your contribution limit's $3,600. So if you have $1,400 in on January 1st and you're covering 100% of your out-of-pocket costs and then you're doing your payroll deduct, you are going to contribute another uh, $2,200 over the course of the year. That's fine. But if you don't have 100% In the account to cover your out-of-pocket costs on January 1st, you're not doing yourself a favor. Now, the husband goes on to say that um, he can fill his up faster than she can fill hers up. Well, you don't have to rely on your employer, first of all, for your HSA. You can get it from any source you want that has an eligible HSA. I prefer Lively. And you can find Lively at docscost.com forward slash Lively. You can open up another account. You can use your employer if you want to. And you do get the savings on the FICA deduction. But if you need to fill it up, get another account and fill it up as fast as you can that's outside of your employer. And you can fill it up at any time you want. The other thing is, He talks about he can fill it up faster than his wife can fill hers up. Well, he can contribute to his wife's HSA. Anybody can contribute to your HSA. Your employer can contribute. You can contribute. Your parents can contribute. Your grandfather can contribute. Your rich uncle can contribute. Your grandmother can contribute. Maybe your aunt wants to contribute too. Or your children. Anybody can contribute to your HSA at any time. Now, your payroll administrator at work might object to it, or they might say that the payroll company that they use won't accept payments outside of the regular payroll deduction periods, and that's fine, and that's when your individual HSA comes in, and you can get through Lively or anybody else that's out there. You don't need to rely on your employer, and anybody can make a contribution to your health savings account. Now, here's the piece that most people miss, and it's easy to miss because you don't think about taxes, or when you think about taxes, your eyes gloss over, and you just don't want to think about it. But when you're in a health savings account, the tax advantages are huge, and they're the most important piece, and it makes the most sense to be in a health savings account versus a traditional plan. Let me really break it down and explain it as simply as I can. Assume you are in the 22% tax bracket, which is the lower middle to low end, okay? And it's where a lot of Americans fall. If you are in the 22% tax bracket, you can look at it this way. In a traditional PPO plan, and I'm using the label the fellas got here. In a traditional PPO plan, you need to earn a dollar twenty eight for every dollar that you spend to pay the deductible and the coinsurance in a traditional plan. So you earn the money, you pay taxes, and then what you have left over is paying the deductible and the coinsurance. So you earn a dollar twenty-eight. You pay your twenty-two percent tax. You have a dollar left over, and that's what you use to pay your deductible and your coinsurance, or your copayments, for that matter. With a high deductible health plan, you don't pay money. I'm sorry, you don't pay taxes on the money that you earn that's contributed to your HSA. So. Instead of earning $1.28 paying tax and having a dollar left over to pay the deductible and the coinsurance, you earn a dollar twenty-eight, you can pay a dollar for the deductible and the coinsurance, and then you have 28 cents left over in your health savings account. You keep that 28 cents in your health savings account. It never goes away. If you do it right, you can invest that money. It can be used in your retirement. It can pay health care expenses in the future. It can be used for anything once you're past 65 and retired and on Medicare. You can't contribute anymore when you're on Medicare, but that's a different story. But most of the expenses you will have related to health care happen in the last five years of your life. So if you have your health savings account set up, you are saving money now, and you're saving money in the future. To have a twenty-eight and pay your expenses and have $0.28 cents left over makes more sense than making a twenty-eight, paying taxes, and then spending that dollar. And that's what you do in a traditional plan. A health savings account is going to save you the $0.28 cents and keep it in your pocket. So instead of paying Uncle Sam $0.28, cents, you're paying yourself $0.28. Cents. Makes a heck of a lot more sense. Okay, I told you I was going to give you the calculation that you need to understand where the tax advantage comes from. And it's one over one minus your tax rate. So you need to go to the tax tables from the IRS, figure out what your tax rate is. Uh, there's a number of different tax rates. Most people fall within uh, 22% or 24%. Those are the biggest, um, pieces within the tax code that most Americans fall into, but find yours. And it's one over one minus your tax rate. And that'll tell you the percentage that you're going to save. So if you're looking at 22%, it's, uh, one over one minus 0.22, which is equals 0.78 so it's 1 over 0.78 and that's equal to 1.28 so that means for every dollar you need to make a dollar 28 and when you put that money in the HSA you put that dollar 28 in the HSA you have a dollar 28 you don't have to pay tax on it so you don't have a dollar after tax you have a dollar 28 before tax and you can spend all of that dollar 28 I'm going to put that in the show notes. We'll have it up on the website, but it's one over one minus your tax rate. So let's look at an example and let's assume that the fellow that we're talking about here uh, wants the $2,800 family deductible. He goes on the single plan. He and his spouse are on it. They make their contributions. They have a $2,800 deductible. They make a $2,800 contribution to their HSA. If He needs $2,800 in a traditional plan like he was contemplating. He would need $3,589.74 and then pay his 22% tax, and then he'd wind up with $2,800. So with the HSA, putting that money in the HSA, he's going to save $789.74. So that stays in his account. He can invest that $789.00. Uh, he can keep it. he can use it next year. He can use it when he 's sixty five He can uh, use it for whatever he wants after he 's uh, past retirement age so and that money can compound he can invest it there 's lots of stuff that he can do with it, but it stays in the account and as you do that year over year you 're you 're basically saving that money so that you can lower your premiums in the following year by taking an even higher deductible. Now, you could build it so that all of a sudden you're 100% covered with a $10,000 claim. That it, I mean, there's so many things that you can do with it. I'll show you that too. That'll be up in the show notes and the website. But it's so simple once you see it and you get used to it. The taxes sound scary, are They sound intimidating, but they're not, and you need to take advantage of the health savings account and the tax advantages that are available to you and the investment opportunities that are available to you, and you're going to lower your premiums, and you're going to increase your savings, and you're going to keep it for a long time. Lower your taxes, you're going to be 100% covered and totally in control. That is it for this episode of Docs Cost. We appreciate you very, very much. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your firm administrator, tell your boss. Have them listen. Make sure that they provide a high deductible health plan with HSA option for you. Make sure you talk to your HR administrator or whoever in your office takes care of that. If you're in a small business, if you want to hit me up, that's fine. You can reach us at Cost on Twitter, D-O-X-C-O-S-T. You can find us on the web at DocsCost.com. you have got questions, ask away. Happy to help. As always, remember, Health insurance is not health care. Docs cost is where you gain the knowledge, experience, education, and information to become an astute consumer of health care and take control of your health insurance. Lower your cost, take total control. Now, here's my pal once again, Morgan Fingleton. So long, everybody.
1: No